This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Fitzmar, podcast number 20, recorded July 22nd, 2012. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. And uh, welcome to the 100 degree weather in Texas. Oh, finally, oh. finally arrived. <laughs> Man, I, I spent the, the last week essentially in uh, San Diego for Comic-Con. Beautiful. Oh, and let me tell you, besides the con, which was awesome, of course, right. but it was like it ranged from about 66 to maybe mostly 72, 73 degrees. Right. For a, a couple of days, it got up to 78. Everybody was talking Ooh, about the so heat wave. really hot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, not so much. Not so much, yeah. And, uh, you know, huge thing about that, you can jog at four in the afternoon. Really? I know so, it's fascinating, isn't sound, it? Sound, yeah, I feel like four in the afternoon here, I'm like, uh, no. That'd no. <laughs> be torture. You'd go about, I don't know, you'd go about five minutes and you'd have to have water. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you if you were running from like you know you know from uh, shop to shop or house to house and going and cooling in the AC and getting a drink <laughs> each time, just knock on someone's door. Hey, can I get a glass of water and yeah. stand in your AC for a bit? Not happening. I mean, the, the radiant <laughs> heat just coming up off the cement when it's 102 out is just insane. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, here yeah, you can still do a, a fascinating thing for me that I did not understand and would never have guessed is that if you uh, if you get out at seven in the morning, right, it's still uh, 80. Oh, sure. You know, even in the hottest parts. Right. And sometimes it gets up to 85, 88 by the time you get back, but it's not too deadly it's not too yet. bad, yeah. Uh, and most of the time it was closer to 80. Sure. But holy crap, that's it. You got a window that ends at like nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely different, you know, going into, you know, going to work. I get there at five or six in the morning, you know, it's uh, like most days. It's beautiful. Yeah, 78, 80. I love it, you know, and uh, then uh, get, a, get a short break, walk out, and I'm like, oh, dang, it's no. What I, happened? Yeah. Where, where did my nice morning go? It's just deadly. So, yeah, trying to run in that heat would just, it'd just be brutal. And uh, I know we're not scheduled to talk about this today, but I'm just going to go ahead and say, because I feel like I have to, I've done this on uh, a lot of things on GWC and I, I feel like it's, I don't know, it's a requirement. I have to eat some crow. I have said many <laughs> times that I cannot understand why anybody would enjoy running. Right. Um, oops. Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, maybe I can see why now. I don't know if it's the last 20 pounds or something, but uh, a while back, Audra uh, went out to uh, take a little kind of walk jog around the neighborhood. One time I thought I'd surprise her and I'd meet her. Right. So I used to little find my friends on my phone and, and but, we keep each other in it. And I found her, tracked her down <laughs> and, and we walked a little and it was kind of fun. And the next day we're like, we had to try doing that. That was a lot of fun. Right. And we got out and did it. And uh, that was back around the 6th, I think, sure. of, of July. And uh, we started doing uh, three miles and some change right. and then four and then five. <laughs> and we started jogging some more and right. stuff. And without even thinking about it, the next thing you know, actually the last this morning and the last four days, we did 10Ks. And you're just like, okay, this is not that bad i'm actually enjoying it Dang it's it. fun yeah. <laughs> i had a good time right um you know if you're careful and you're not now admittedly i i would still not call myself a runner like right i i'm not interested in going fast 
Sure. You're not, I, you're not putting out a training, training <laughs> schedule to, to hit a specific race date or anything like that. So if anything, I'm trying to just be careful and keep it reasonable so that I don't burn out. Sure. You know, but, uh, I mean the first day I did it, I, I was, I pushed it a little bit and, and I got like a 73 minute 10 K, which is right. not, not fast. Uh, most of the time it's more like an hour, 20 something, an hour and a half, you know, sure. cause we're taking 13 and a half, 14 minute right. miles. Well, and you got to stop and say hi to the whales and the, 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 the <laughs> absolutely. You, know, you, know? you got to talk to absolutely. them, feed them. Uh, just yeah, really, really nice. Right. You know, but it's a it's a wonderful thing for a lot of reasons. We get an opportunity. Audra and I do it together. It's kind of a, a morning bonding thing. Sure, you know, you get to talk and and make this positive connection that lasts right. the rest of the day. And uh, you know, I never thought that. First of all, I never thought that I would run any distance. Right. Uh, I never thought that I would enjoy it. Um, I never thought that that expending energy would give me more energy. Yeah, and that that's kind of an odd one. Sometimes is you know you get up early in the morning and you're thinking, okay, I'm I'm getting up early, going out and exercising. I'm going to be tired the rest of the day, but it's not the it's case. It's not true. No. It's weird. It's totally counterintuitive. Right. It just suddenly says, oh hey, since you're going to expend energy, here's more. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what it reminds me of. I, I went bungee jumping one time, right? And I thought it was really funny because you know you get adrenaline sometimes, sure, but you never think about it because hey, you need it. You need it right yeah. then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By needing it, you forget anyway. You forget that you need it because you use it. You used it, yeah. And instead, you know, you jump off this thing and bam, all this stuff happens right. and it's over in like twelve, fifteen mm-hmm. seconds. And then the adrenaline hits and, and you're, like, you're just standing there. Oh my God, I can hear better and see better. And, and I feel very strong. And, right. And it was fascinating to me what that was like. And you know, it's not adrenaline, but what's, um, what's entertaining is it seems similar. Like you do this thing, but the running in the morning, but damn it, just, I, I have been more active throughout the rest the, of the day. The yeah. of the day. I feel like yeah. I have literally a, a huge amount more energy, like right. 20, 30% more energy. Well, and you'll also, you've been noticing too, the caloric burn is increased <gasps> for, for the rest of the day as it's well. It's just absurd. And what's really odd is if you were to do the exact same thing, but do the run at the night, end of the night, and have the same activity through the day, you'll see actually a higher caloric burn from doing the activity in the morning because the, the calorie burn stays elevated for the rest of the day. Wow. Twice in San Diego, I ran in the middle of the day because that's all was available. Sure. And you could, and it was kind of fascinating. <laughs> like, like hey, I said, why not? Oh, I can run it for. <laughs> why not? I've never done that. Let's try that. <laughs> and, uh, and you're right. It didn't burn. I didn't burn near as much. Right. And, it, and essentially, you're doing the same path, the same run, basically the same speed. Yeah. You know, And it actually, it's a little bit warmer, so your body's expending a little bit more energy because it's hotter out. So... But overall, the, the caloric burn for the day um, ends up being less, which is why a lot of people promote, oh, you should do cardio in the morning. Isn't it interesting that even though, like like one of the th- things that's kind of funny for relative beginner runners like like me. Right. I can't believe I just said that. You, uh, <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Did I, who said lie, that? Lie, lie. <laughs> uh, it, it's like, uh, uh, no, I am beginner, but the runner part. Right. But like the, uh, you know... Going slow to go fast, like if you go fast, you burn out and you don't go. But if you're doing even a short distance, like a 5K or something, certainly a 10K, it seems like if you jogging a little more is way more important than jogging a little faster. Correct. You know? Well, and it it does make a difference. And that's why you'll see a lot of people that will do, you know, sometimes 10Ks or even longer. They might even get into the half marathon or even marathon and they'll do a walk run 
Well, they'll they'll jog for a while and then they'll walk for a while. They'll jog for a while and they'll walk. Which for a while. is what we do. In yeah. what you have is you have a very consistent pace. You don't burn out and you stay consistent for the whole amount of time, which over a longer distance becomes even more important. And uh, there'll be times where people that are running the whole race, the person that's been doing the run walk, will end up passing them. And they'll, they'll have passed them earlier on, and then they'll like going, wait a minute, why are they passing me? They're walking most of the time. Because you burn out. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you've, you've, you've expended so much energy at the first part of the race that, you know, on the, of the run that you can't make it through the rest. There might be something to be said for caloric burn that way as well. Yes. Like taking your time, instead of worrying about how much can I burn for this 20 minutes, you know? Sure. Like how much can I, can I work it out so that I get good exercise and everything and it pumps my burn a little bit over a long time, which ends up being more calories. Right. And, and ends up being healthier for you too. Cause again, when you do that really high intensity burn, um, your body typically wants muscle for that. Um, because it's, especially if you're sprinting, yeah, you're like, no. Um, so, you know, all that work you're putting in, you can also be burning off. Um, but again, if you're doing it at a, at a slower, more, you know, steadier pace where your heart rate's not getting extremely elevated, you're not totally out of breath. Um, your muscles aren't just aching because you're like, oh, I can't keep this, this up. You keep the muscles oxygenated. You keep moving, uh, consistently. You benefit a lot more from it. Also a lot less likely to injure yourself because you, when you're going faster and you get tired, you trip, you stumble, you, you'll, you start landing harder, you know, on the heel, um, which then actually makes the run harder because you're slowing yourself down. It's like stopping each time instead of rolling through on the step, you, you shorten your steps and start stopping yourself each time, or you try to lengthen them, but you lengthen them so much, it's not a natural stride for you. Um, so you actually end up working harder and gaining less by working harder. It's like, you know, Hey, I like the idea of not working as hard and getting more for it. That's, I know, that's, that's, total a, win. that's a plus right there. I'm, I'm all in that. Speaking of total win, I have an update on my work on my sleep. Your sleep. Has yeah. It, it's been going good. I hope exceedingly good. Excellent. Um, you know, I reported, I think last time or, or the time before that, uh, it was working that, that stabilizing to seven or eight hours a night right. at a reasonable time and a planned time and everything, uh, I found that it was very difficult for about a week. And, sure. then, and then what seemed to happen is I began to enjoy going to bed and going to sleep and getting up. I actually enjoyed getting yes, up part both. of it too. Yeah. So both. it's like I'm getting, getting to sleep at a time and your body's actually adjusting to the fact not going I should be up for another two hours but you lay down and go okay it feels natural right and right and uh and a, a huge energy boost again excellent and but I think you know there's something beyond that that I kind of wanted to mention this time because I if you go back a ways like uh you know to a couple of years ago sure uh when we first, we first met, started yeah yep. I I have to admit, on day one, I thought, for a long time, I had thought, I can't possibly control what I eat. It's freakish to count, you know, to, to right. log your food or anything like that. Or I don't understand. Never, never be right. It's just not, no. I don't know why people do it. I can't thing. do that. You right. know, it's it's just something that I can't control. And I believe that. And I think I think a lot of people believe that. Because I know I did, you know. Sure. And maybe I was weird, but. No, it's it's fairly common. Um, and I. I even thought I don't I don't know how I'd ever make time to exercise regularly or anything right. like that. I don't know, maybe and again just because I was in a really bad place and and work had dried up and stuff, I had some time. And we started and after a while I learned first incidentally and I don't think this was an accident based on our talks, right. but that you know, I could work out and I could control it and I could pick up pace and do it and, and make time for it. Be successful, not overdo it and not a be big consistent deal, you with know? it, right? 
And uh, then a few months later, three, four months, hard to remember exactly, uh, I discovered the same thing about food. You know, I was like, it was a little hard for a bit and then it got kind of natural and then it just seemed like the way I do things. And I got control. I am in fairly good control of what I eat. Yeah. It's almost very much more like second nature. It's what you grab is what you want. And you know about what it's going to, where it's going to, how it's going to affect your caloric intake and, you know, how it's going to work for you to make it work. You and know? I'm by no means a monk. I mean, I, right. eat, <laughs> I eat junk sometimes. It's sure. pretty rare because of the cost benefit like right. we talked about. <laughs> I like the benefit. So right. I really, uh, you know, the, there has to be a huge benefit for me to pay the cost. But like when I was in San Diego, uh, twice I had a big, we went to this vegetarian restaurant. It was awesome. And they had these vegan brownies. And of course, mm. I mean, they're full of fat and sugar. Sure. But I mean, what the hell? They were really good, and it was really worth it. You're like, that's worth it then. Whatever cost I made, fine. It doesn't matter at that point. um, And I got got my fill of it, and I enjoyed it the second time, and I had some little cookies that we bought. And then when they went away, I thought, you know, I've had enough of that for now. Right. Well, and that's what oftentimes is uh, is interesting is that your body gets used to a certain level, um, whether it be sweets or or salty or um, whatever that may be that the – um, people may have craving on peanut butter. You know, that's mine. It's, you know, it's, you know but <laughs> ah, my token is I can, I can have, because I can, I don't restrict myself from having it. I can have it anytime I want it. Um, I have one sandwich or mix it in with a drink. I'm satisfied. I'm good. Yeah. I don't have to have more where um, if I, you know, am too restricted and saying, okay, I can't have it, can't have it, Kevin. Then Break when I out. want it, then it's not as much of a, I'm not satisfied physiologically, but mentally I'm like, oh, I'm going to eat the jar. I'm just going to sit there with a spoon and eat the whole thing. And I think that makes a, a big difference too, is when you're going, okay, I choose to have that brownie. Okay. I know it's going to be higher in calories and everything, but I'm okay with that. You enjoy it. There's no second guessing yourself about, oh crap, I screwed up. I shouldn't have had that. You're like, no, you pure enjoyment, pure with the taste, both physically and mentally. You're like, I'm glad I chose that. And it makes a big difference. Well, the next kind of next was sleep. You know, I was like, you can't control your sleep. I mean, right. it's not going to work that way. It's just awful. People be mad. Things come you up. Know, we'll fight yeah. about it. Right. I don't know. Fight about it. It'll be. Uh. <laughs> and, you know, I decided I was going to try and I did. And, you know, less than a month later, i I love it. You I'm happy. It. We're it's, right. We, Audrey and I are both, I think, happier. Well, good. Because of it. But what really struck me this last week was stress. Okay. The, the, one of the last things that I've always felt like, well, I can't really can't do really, anything about can't that. Can't control I mean, that. Those things happen and, you know, you're just going to stress about them. Right. And then I thought, you know, maybe not. Maybe I don't have to. Maybe I don't have to. Right. And, I, I think it was because, and I, I don't mean to sound mystical or anything here, but right. I really, because it's not, it just seems kind of straightforward, but right. yet odd. I never really thought about living actively. And I don't mean like doing a lot of things, though that's part right, of it. That's part. But but what I mean is like, I, I guess I always lived kind of passively, like a lot of the things that controlled my life, I let happen. As opposed to? They controlled yeah. me. And my life just sort of happened passively, and I dealt with it. So stress happened, because this is going to happen, nothing I can do about it. When I went to sleep, what I ate, how I treated my body, all that was just very passive, and I dealt with the results. Right. I didn't choose them. And I realized that maybe more than half of that already, 
I've reversed and now I choose. You choose what, yeah. You choose how you treat your body, what you eat, how, how active you are, when you sleep. You know, that's, that becomes now a choice. And so, you know, from the stress point of view, you're, you're making the, the decision and not letting something just surprise you and come up. Well, I'm trying. Yeah. I, I just started. I kind of committed the way I did with sleep. I'm like, you know, uh, there are a lot of things that are stressful, uh, work, you know, money, uh, debts, right. Um, you know, scheduling, yes. uh, interpersonal relationships, right. Um, all of those things can be very, uh, strongly negative in terms of, of winding you up and, and destroying oh, your, sure. Some your things peace, that you can you know? dwell on that can just yeah, turn over and over and over in your your head. Brain. Yeah. And I, I thought about it a lot and I just sat down and I, I kind of tried to separate myself from it and say, right. all right, let's look at this like a problem, like sleep, like eating, like, like working out. Right. What can I do about this, if anything? And I thought, well, first of all, um, there are some things that I, I'm going to differentiate between uh, thinking about something and worrying about something. Right. Like, like thinking means is to me like involved with solution. Like, what right. can I do? What do I need to do? Right. What are the steps yeah. to, to be successful at this? Right. Or, or to do my best with whatever. Right. And then worry is just where you can't really do anything. You're just thinking and worrying about it. Right. You know? And I realized that the worry actually had no upside. And I know that right. sounds real obvious, but if you think about it, it's not so obvious. Right. Because like, for example, you know, I have some debts that I have to deal with from a long time back and I'm working on them and I'm trying to deal with, and I've done most of the things that I can do right now. Right. And I'm planning ahead and I have a plan that I'm walking and everything. Sure. But I, I worry about it. And I, I realized, I asked myself, does that honestly, that worry contribute at all to my success and completing dealing it, with it and dealing with it? Right. And in fact, uh, no, I mean, cause the healthy fear of it and, and of bad results and dealing with that right. I already have. Sure. And in fact, it, it, it hinders to some extent because right. I, I I'll get wor worried to the point where I won't do something because I'm just so stressed about it. I'm like, I right. can't handle the stress. I got to wait. You know? Right. You get, get so worked up. You're just like, okay, I had my plan, but thinking about maybe that won't work or this won't do it. And or I just, so you just do nothing. I mean, you give me too much credit. Sometimes I literally, uh, maybe it's just plain neurotic, but right. I even get to the point where I'm like, I am so stressed out about this. I can't handle the stress. I'll shut down and I won't do anything. Sure. You know, and I, I, there's no upside. So right. I thought, you know, I'm going to do my best to just let go of that. And I, I don't Good. think I ever would have been able to even consider that if it wasn't for the fact that seeing, you know, a lot of the things we've talked about roll in here, you know, sure. forming new habits the way every time you form one, you replace a habit, you get skills to replace other habits. Right. It, it's it helped. <laughs> it's like that first building block. You set down the, the yeah. foundation and then you're like, okay, I can build on that. Yeah. I can build on that. And, and it's the same with all these other things. And uh, the positive energy that comes from feeling really good all the time and oh, from sure. having gotten good sleep and eating things that I, I really enjoy and make me feel good too. Oh, definitely. And, uh, you know, improving my relationship with Audra and, and the more we share with each other and everything, all of this builds this positive energy that you can, that put you in a place where you can think about things that you've never been able to before, you right. know? Well, you know, like you're, like you're saying too, with the, with the stress, does it having a healthy understanding of the, what'll happen if you don't finish or you don't, you don't succeed. That's not worry. That's not, that's not worry. That's not the, I mean, it helps keep you motivated and moves you forward. It gives you that, that 
impetus, that forward pressure to move. But, you know, think about, you know, pick like public speaking. A lot of people have issue with being up in front of pub, you know people and speaking. So if you had a class or you had something where you knew you were going to have to speak about it, you could spend your energy writing the speech, practicing it, going through it, and then going out there and doing it. Or you could spend half of it doing that and the other half or more worrying about how it's how much it's going to suck and how big everybody's eyes are and everybody's staring at you and <laughs> judging you. You yeah. know, all of a sudden it's just like, ah! And then you get up there and you freeze. Because you didn't get any practice. Because yeah. you didn't get any practice. So the stress really doesn't help in any way. It's not getting you any better at it at that point. And uh, it's, it's one of those ones that it's, it sounds like an easy thing to, you know, to, to control. It's like, oh, I just won't worry about it. But again, there's always that internal voice. There's something going on oftentimes going, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure that's going to work? You're like, yeah, I am. I mean, maybe you're not, but it's, you know, it's still one of those ones that if it's not helping me, why do I want to put that much effort in? You know, it's, you know, I go back to like working out. If I'm going to be doing um, a chest day and uh, in between every set, I'm going to do uh, squat jumps. Okay. Well, if I'm trying to get my heart rate up and, and keep it elevated, great. But if all I'm trying to do is work chest, those squat jumps do me no good that day. So why am I going to put that in there? You know, maybe I'll use them on a different day, you know, but uh, stress can be the same way. And it's, it really sometimes is, is almost insidious in how it sneaks in is it's that little, little bit, you know, just every time you stop doing something, you're thinking about that one little thing and it's just builds and builds and builds. And if you can just change and recognize that, I think a lot of that's going to make a big difference too is, okay, if I'm thinking about it when I don't need to be, Am I thinking about it because I'm trying to find a solution because there was a, you know, there's, I got steps one, two, and three, but I need four and five, or is it now just haunting me? And is there's that little going on in the back? Well, uh, two things. One, my, my dad used to say, used to tell me, uh, son, the man who's not afraid isn't brave. He's stupid. That's great. I you like know? that. <laughs> and I'm like, that's true. Brave is when you're afraid and you deal with it anyway. Exactly. You're like, this fearless is, is just dumb. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not worried about that. I can, I can do anything. You're like, yeah, not well, so much, not so much. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the other thing is that, uh, you know, I thought about like, well, what if I, what if I make a mistake? What if I'm not good enough? And this, this debt overwhelms me and I go broke and they come take my house and I'm like, right. well, you know what? At least I, I won't be so screwed up that I can't have relationships with anybody and I can't oh, sure. deal with it. And you know what? I'll trade. If that's what, first of all, I don't even think that's going to happen, but you know right. what? If those worst things were right. to happen, I'd be better off. You're like, okay, but I'm not, <laughs> but when it, if, if it ever did arrive, at least you're not a basket case at the, when, no. when it finally arrives. And so it's like, I'll deal with that too. I you know, and, and deal with it when that happens. Right. You know, not it's like not, I don't have to deal yourself. with it. Yeah. And torture yourself all the way through. I mean, that's, it, it's just, it's all that extra energy expelled that could be used. Like you say, building that relationship, having stronger relationships with people, getting other things done that are important. And if it's going to happen and there's nothing you can do to stop it, you know, it, it's almost cliche. And if you can't, if you can't stop it, don't worry about it. But it's, that's, easier said than done a lot of times. You know what the simplest way to say it is? I think, um, you know, I, I have a small business and one of my really good friends works with me. Right. And we worked together for, I don't know, like four years in a room together and everything. This sure. room, actually. Okay. And it's really funny because uh, we made a pact like on week two, I think, one or two. Right. We're like, you know, there's going to be a lot of crap and there's going to be a lot of stress that people are going to put on us. Right. But we're not going to bring it ourselves. Makes sense. You know, and sure. I, I think that's kind of 
the thing, the pact I'm making with myself now. Right. There are going to be things that are going to be difficult, and I'm going to have to deal with them. Right. But I'm not going to make them myself. Yeah, you know? you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna make them bigger. You're not gonna feed the monster no. and make that. No. You know, I mean, like you say, other people may bring that stress. And into if you. they do, I'll deal with that. You'll deal with that, you but know? you're not gonna feed it. You're not gonna make it make it bigger. Exactly. You know, and I and I think a lot of that. You know, you know, it's funny that you mentioned work because, you know, a lot of people get a lot of stress at work and they're like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. My boss is a jerk or whatever it may be, you know, and they're just doing that. Well, you don't, I mean, not promoting everybody to go quit their job or anything, but no. maybe, find, maybe find a way to deal with it if you're going to stay there or if not, find something else where you don't have to deal with it. You know, it's you try to make it a win situation because you spend a lot of time or most of us spend a lot of time at work comparatively and probably even more so um, than we might spend at home, you know, depending on what you do for work. So if it's a really stressful, bad situation, is it really worth it? And you may say, yes, it may be worth it to you, you know, for, for short term games that or gains, sorry, not games, short term gains. And that's fine. Um, but if it's not, then reevaluate and say, okay, if I don't want this stress in my life, how can I, how can I get out of it? And it might be something as simple as within the company transferring to work in a different department or working with someone else. Um, it might be something as major as changing your, your career. Um, might be something as you know, um, as easy as that at lunch. You go and lift some weights, or grab a medicine ball and slam it on the ground, and get your frustration. You know, and help Hell yes. do the frustration out. But find out what is is that level of stress acceptable for you that people are putting on you, and are you able to deflect it enough that you're still having a good life? Because life continues to move on, whether there's stress or not. Um, <laughs> so it may as well be fun. At least my and opinion. You know what? That's it. I think I think the the overall here that I'm starting to realize, and I'm late to the game, but better late than never. Right. Is that uh, life isn't something that happens to you? Life is something you live. Correct. And uh, actively. Right. And and that's what I I'm trying very hard to do. I'm making decisions. I'm 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 doing my best. I'm applying all the things we talk about, like. Right. You know, if I leave the plan or, or I slip some, don't worry about on or off the wagon. Just oh, yeah. stay close. Get back on when right. I, you know, get back on track and general head in the general direction. Keep right. it there. Don't you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's like what you were when we were talking about uh, on our uh, doing our cardio um, beforehand, you know, yesterday, actually. And uh, you, you, were, you know, I like the um, visualization you were using a little bit more. With, are you on you know working, walking the path, you know, as opposed to being on the wagon or off? Because if you're on the wagon it's controlling you. You're going where the wagon's taking you. <laughs> yeah, it's if, true. if it's a path, you can go a little bit, you can move to one side or the other. You can be in the middle. You can be on the right, the left. You can walk backwards for a bit if you want. You can turn around. You know, you can do whatever you want. The path is taking you it's in the right direction. There. It's always there. And if you happen to, you know, hey, you know, go off into the rough a little bit or go play around in the woods and then come back to it, paths are always there. And that, I like that visualization better than a, than a wagon or a bus. I or, like that too. Because, you know, get on or you're on or you're off. Well, not necessarily. It's, no, it's not black it and white. that way. You know, I'm, if I'm off the bus and it drives away, yeah, I'm standing at the side of the road. But guess what? I'm still on the road. I'm still on the path. And I can still choose to go in the direction I want to go. So, you know, maybe maybe I'll jump on the bus for a little bit or jump on the wagon and it'll speed me ahead. You know, get, you know, get through some of these spots. But if I decide to get off and still head in the right way, but on a different area of the path, you're still moving in the right direction. Man, the other incredibly awesome thing that I've discovered is that 
in terms of of what seem like fairly significant life changes, losing a bunch of weight, uh, right. getting control of uh, of your exercise and eating, changing your body significantly in whatever right. way, be it getting bigger or smaller or however, whatever yeah, it is you want, learning to do something new like running or biking or right. uh, or or what, what, what was that running? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, we, we're not talking about that. Right. Any of that stuff. Or, or you know, first of all, for body things like that, six months is actually a long time. It you is. You make a lot of changes in six months. In a year, two years, you can make a ton of changes. Incredible changes, yeah. Um, for life things, a year is, is a pretty good bit of time. It is. Uh, five years is forever. You can really? do a lot in five years. Oh, definitely. Incredible amounts. It's completely change your life around easily. Seems like a long time it's not. And you know, what it comes down to is that if I found that if I worry less about the exact date I'll arrive right. or anything like that, and instead I learn to be satisfied with having a goal and being on the path or close to it. Right. In the general direction. If I'm satisfied with that, I'm more likely to stay on it. It's like we talked about with the R word we won't say. Right. Or or with <laughs> or, or or with calorie burn or other things. You know, the the sprint doesn't isn't the answer. You know sure. the answer is just staying in in the zone reasonably for a long time. And and you know what? It just happens. Like oh, one day you're right. like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah like, I'm there. I've sudden, been there for a while. What yeah, happened? Yeah, all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, yeah, I'm I'm noticing that I've I've made it. You know, and and it's funny that you know when you use the word uh, um, sprint because I think about um, the uh, like sprinters. You know, um, when they're running a, a race, yeah, it's a hundred meter dash, but they didn't just show up at the at the arena and do a hundred meter <laughs> right. dash. They were they've prepared for that, and then when they finish it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm done. And then they're training again for the next one. But there's a there's that time that goes in between, you know, even that, you know, we've talked about in previous podcasts, the delayed gratification, all that training they're doing to get up to that 100 meter dash, that sprint, you know, especially with the Olympics coming up, trying to get the gold medal. Yeah, that's delayed gratification. They may have been training for years to get that gold medal that, you know, that few seconds of that race. They get there, they hit that gold medal. That's delayed gratification right in there. And there's a lot that went along there. And were they perfect the whole time? Probably not. Are they the top athlete in the world at that time in that sport? Yes. But were they perfect the whole time? No. So it makes a big you know, difference when you can start to realize that, okay, if it's not going to happen today, but I continue in the right path, it will happen. That really going go back to the slow stress. To go fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually I'm not finish. worried about being stress-free tomorrow. I'm worried right. about finding the path of finding and identifying the issues and working on them and making positive progress each each day and each right. week in general and i'm just going to do that till it's gone and then eventually you'll be like what's what something's missing what's and you're like see, or you see somebody else really stressed and you're like i wonder why they're stressed oh god i'm not yes <laughs> one you know, day success you're like yay yeah <laughs> Oh, I hate to wrap up. This is so much fun. It's tight so, schedule this weekend, yep. getting back and everything is crazy, but uh, uh, really enjoyed it. Anything it you, you want to add? No, I think we covered a, you know, a lot. I know we had, uh, uh, we've got some good podcasts coming up because we we planned, oh, we're going to do all this. And then we're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. schedule-wise, we're going to go a lot smaller. We'll we'll stick to efficiency. Less stress <laughs> that way. <laughs> God, there are a million more things I want to add. But you know what? We'll just put it in the next one. Sounds good. We'll see you next week. From 
everyone here at FitSmart and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have a question for us or you just have something to add to our discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 214-296-9229. Just follow the instructions there to leave us a voicemail for inclusion in a future podcast. You can find more FitSmart and some of the friendliest people and fitness geeks around on the GWC website and forum at galacticwatercooler.com. Don't miss the Wolverines Fitness Forum, and don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keeps FitSmart and all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate. We do our best to provide you accurate and valuable information on the FitSmart podcast, but to make personal fitness decisions, you need information tailored specifically to your unique health and life situation. So talk to your doctor or other health professionals before changing your eating or activity. Finally, the opinions expressed here are solely those of the hosts and do not represent those of the podcast network or the host's employers.